Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life, episode 19. We're back. You want to say hello, JC? Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jack, obviously, and we have somebody on the show with us, a return guest. Last episode, we had a return guest. This episode, we have another return guest, and it's not last weekend's episode return guest. It's Leo Choi, our resident Clipper expert and fan. <laughs> How are you doing, Leo? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, let's just say, uh, uh, you know, as a resident Clipper fan, I, I got to say, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to avoid all the noise. Um, so when you when you when you're trying to keep your mind clear, keep the noise level down, you 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 tend to do better, right? If I if I try to start listening to everything, I, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure I, I have a different story. But you know things are pretty good. Things are pretty good. I I've been uh I've been hesitant in messaging you because you told me like through this whole process, you're like, hey, I'm trying to stay off social media. I'm not gonna go right. I'm or like just stay off the news cycle, which is intense, man. It's been a 24/7 news cycle, and you know we're obviously touching on the Kawhi situation and you know all that stuff. We'll get into it, but I want to ask first, how are you guys doing, and what have you guys been up to before we get into all this NBA free agency madness? Hey, man, uh, not much. Just doing the usual hooping. Uh, I I feel like after the NBA season happened, there's been a lot of time that's opened up for me. Like, uh, it'll work out, work off yeah, that depression. So I, I was trying to get some runs in, but then everybody's on summer vacation. Some of the mm-hmm. runs and gyms that I've been playing at just been shut down. So just trying to get some some runs in whenever I can. I feel like I feel refreshed though playing after after the finals. There were a couple of weeks where just there was no run, so it's been nice to be. be you out got to let off that steam too, right? All that pent up energy of losing yeah, in the finals. I know it just it it the, the playoffs were not kind to me. So I was been I've been trying to get on the courts and just and, and unleash the beast. So it's been it's been positive. Hey, Leo, what's up, man? Welcome back, by the way. Yeah, no, good to be back. It's uh, no, you guys are doing great. I always wanted to come back, uh, but uh, but for for me, yeah, it got yeah, it got it got busy. I think uh, a couple months leading up to uh, mm. you know this long weekend, but uh, but I think like like a lot of you guys, I'm sure uh, people are taking off. So. Uh, things are slowing down a little bit. Been uh, actually this this week. I today actually managed to play shoot some hoops. Speaking of ball, so that was uh, that was fun. The first time since my uh, my my kid was born, and my kid is uh, is now fourteen months. So crazy. Oh my gosh! I have man. not played basketball in a really long time, and uh, and uh, like like actual an actual game. So so that was that was good. How did you do? I did I did okay. I didn't I didn't I didn't pull anything. I didn't get hurt. I didn't embarrass myself. <laughs> That's always a good thing. I didn't embarrass myself. I, uh, I I made some shots, and it was on a double rim too. It was an outdoor game, so that's so so you know props to myself. Ooh oh, man, man, those, that's, those that's double just, rims. That's, that's that's not you know that's not ideal rehab or getting back <laughs> into it conditions, yeah. but. I'm glad There's no you soft came out there, hardwood you know, floors healthy. for your knees, buddy. <laughs> it's like starting a workout hiatus with a really hard workout and <laughs> try to demoralize yourself. But no, but it, from that standpoint, it was good. And other things, you know, I, I've actually, I think Jack knows this. I'm actually a huge mm. uh, soccer fan. Uh, so I've, oh, yeah. I've been watching uh, some women's World Cup and uh, fascinating games. Like the, you know, the, the whole U.S. journey, every team that they face, they they really gave it their all, like very respect, re- respectable uh, opponents, and uh, these games are fun to watch. Like women's soccer is 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 there's so much technique, there's so much fight, 
um, you know, they might not be as physical as the men's men's counterpart, but uh, but mm-hmm. these are great games. Like it, it has everything that you like that you want to see in a, in a sports game. People really, the whole country really, you know, getting behind each of these teams. Like I I, I love every every bit of it. So so just like outside of basketball, you know, pay attention to women's soccer. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I man. That you're a huge soccer fan. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like everybody's watching the the U.S. women's uh, soccer team, man. Shout out to Alex Morgan, uh, Cal Bear, yeah. who is the face oh. of women's soccer, man. That's right. And they've captured America's heart, man. And it's always, it's a good time where the NBA playoffs are, are off and every, everybody can focus on, on this. Like the whole country, athletes, social media, they're just all up in this this World Cup fever. So it's it's nice to watch. Yeah, totally. Once every four years. Crazy. How the mighty have fallen, Leo. I just want to remind you that you haven't played ball in 14 months, but then you said like it was a good workout just getting through it without getting injured. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, just that stuck out in my head. <laughs> it's true. Like, we used to you, call you Lamar you Odom, like dude. We used to call you Lamar Odom on the floor. <laughs> hey, man. Actually, you're the, you're the Lamar now, man. I heard he's in the big three, by the way. Has he played? Oh, Lamar. Yeah, he, he he's... You know he's doing his own his this whole like comeback story. There's a lot to root for there. Uh, I haven't, to be mm-hmm. honest, I haven't. I, I, I root I root, root for his life story. I haven't watched any of the big three games, so I can't oh, say okay. I know how he's doing. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming he's doing decent. You know he, he won't be too bad, right? I mean he's playing against like forty year olds, forty plus years old. <laughs> you know he can't he can't be too bad against those guys. I mean all of those guys are about our our age so past 30s so a lot of those guys actually don't even make it through three or four games stack jack was already <laughs> injured so it's real man and these guys are professional athletes yeah. so i think it is always a win if guys can just get off of whatever game mm-hmm. you know an outdoor game an, an indoor run pick up whatever without getting injured man that's a win for me for sure <laughs> there you go but yeah um, i mean i, I don't want to interrupt that conversation a shout out to the the women's soccer team and they're in the finals so, you know, mm. we're obviously rooting for them. But let's let's bridge into what we're here to talk about. NBA free agency. Oh, and Leo, you mentioned right when the, from the start, you've been trying to keep away from a lot of the stuff. But you yep. know what? It's at your front door right now. We're bringing it to you, buddy. We're Damn bringing it. it to you. <laughs> Fine, I'm <laughs> let's, ready let's, to talk about it, guys. Yeah, are you ready? Because yep. we're going to start off with the quiet indecision, all right? I mean, the world knows at this point. If you're an NBA fan and you follow basketball, whether you're a Laker fan or a Clipper fan or Raptors fan, you know that Kawhi's decision is not made. And he's holding three teams hostage and their fan bases hostages right now. I know... For, for a fact, at least scouring through the Clippers forums, the Lakers forums, and the Raptors forums, it's literally madness. People are losing their minds uh, <laughs> at this point. And I guess I'll just recap it really quick. NBA free agency, free agency started basically June 30th, mm-hmm. um, around what? Was it 3 p.m.? 3 p.m. Pacific, Pacific, so I think 6 p.m. Yeah. Eastern, yeah. yeah. And the dominoes fell really quick, and we'll touch on that soon. Uh, but Kwai has taken his time. People were expecting him to make his decision a little bit later, but maybe not this much later. And he still hasn't decided. And it is July 3rd, heading to July 4th, Independence Day. Um, so latest news is he flew to Toronto, uh, according to sources and according to what I've seen on TV. Um, the coverage was insane. Uh, there was a helicopter following him. Uh, Canadian, The Canadian news is pulling no punches. Uh, I think the bunch of fans showed up at supposed hotel that he was taking his meeting with, you know, the Raptors contingent. <laughs> no one knows what happened with that meeting, 
but he has not decided. The people are expecting Jalen Rose, I think, came out that he said he's 99% hearing that he's going to sign a two-year deal to Toronto. But then Chris Carter, who is, I think, shares the same agent and is an NFL legend, also came out and said that Kawhi is not going to make his decision um, in the next day or today. He's going to be making his decision in a couple of days. So, yeah, that's the update. How do you feel about that, Leo? <laughs> how, how has this process been with you? considering you've tried to stay away from it. So, so so first of all, JC, you know, you should be glad that your team is not one of these three teams that are being held hostage. You got two of the representatives here, and, and we're about to unload on how we actually feel. You know, it's, 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 it could get very stressful, right? Especially, you know, I, I know I, I know, I started out the pod saying I, I try to uh, stay away from it. Actually, you know, it's, it's from experience. If you remember a few years ago, that whole DeAndre Jordan uh, thing that mm. blew up Twitter, that was oh, yeah. that was fascinating and that was that oh, was man. that that yeah, was that was that. very stressful. <laughs> so so I know the power of Twitter. I really try to stay away from all those news. Uh, but but I did you know from, you still hear people ping you, message you, you're gonna end up talking about a little at least a little bit of it. I, I guess I'll learn a few things, right? I learned. Are like, you calling us out right now because we pinged you? <laughs> well, you're, yeah, you're, you're you're definitely two of them. You right? can't avoid it now, man. We're we're gonna open up every every little bit. This no, pod. no, and I'm ready as well. But but first of all, I yeah. guess uh, I, I'll I'll put it this way. I learned. I got reminded me of of three things about this league. First of all, there are a ton of Laker fans. A lot of them out there. <laughs> so many. Right, and and they all, you know, I mean, it's kind of half, half joke, but they were haunting you to call them fans per se. Maybe there's only a small legit contingent, but sorry, sorry for interrupting. And they all act the same way, right? They all feel like, oh, you know, we're gonna win the championship, blah 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 blah. You know, we're getting this and that. Let's just do, you know, they're like already a billion Photoshop photos of Kawhi out there, I'm sure, right? I see even there was like, like a, a mural of him. Online, yeah, there's a mural, dude. Really put him with a mural LA. in Laker jersey and uh, the the championship oh trophy. Oh my god! What the hell? I mean, right? Like, like these people are not afraid. Okay, I, these people are not afraid of jinxing their own team. Let's put it that way. There's a lot. Of, <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. I. I guess. I can. I would. I mean, I, I can't say I respect that, but you know, that's that's ballsy, right? Because as a Clipper yeah. fan, you as a Clipper fan, you would never do things like these. Never. Yeah. You, yeah. You feel like How quickly gonna... they forget that they were just in the very bottom not too long ago with That's the right. whole magic bullshit, right? Yeah, and you, and you, and I mean, as a Clipper fan, you're going to feel like if you do things like this, you're going to jinx the team. Every little thing. So I, I, I try to stay very calm. You know, even when I watch the game on TV, I try not to like, you know, go to the bathroom very often and just watch the game. <laughs> Don't say anything. Just watch it. And then here you are, Laker fans, just acting like they already got the guy, right? It's like crazy. So, so that's part one, right? And then part two that I realize is, you know, I guess what, what makes the Lakers the Lakers is the style, right? The, 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 they, they actually like that showboatsy, like, be out mm-hmm. there and, and, and create a bunch of rumors and having everyone feel that way. And, and even, even, you know, as somebody who's, who's very, you know, even keel like myself, uh, I, I, I listen to all these and I feel like, shoot, are we really not getting, is the Lakers really ahead of us? Really? Is this really mm-hmm. happening? All that sort of stuff, right? So, so that's that's very real as well. Uh, and then you know, enough to, in, in, you know, it, I think I think Hawaii today said these teams I'm talking to. If you're leaking anything, you're really seriously going to jeopardize mm-hmm. your chance of, of getting me. Even with that in mind, like people still <laughs> feel like these people, like these things are still leaking on the Lakers side, right? Or at least be still mm-hmm. being rumored heavily on the Lakers side. So that's amazing. And then the last thing is, you know what? The the sad reality, potential sad reality is, even with all this, even if the Lakers' chances are truly hampered. It might still be bad, good enough. 
and and that's the mm. scary thing, right? That's the thing that I, I think you know. At the end of the day, I, I feel like we 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 done our businesses so you know the Clippers might say we so well yeah. we did everything perfect, but and the Lakers you know on the flip side did it do everything kind of opposite, right? <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to document all of those here, but uh, but even with that, like it might still not be good enough, and I think that's the part that. Uh, that, that really uh, has me nervous. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll first start by addressing some of the points that you made. <laughs> um, yeah, please. Number one. Defend yes, yourself. The one got you all your orgs by the balls, man. It's, it's kind of funny to see on the sideline. Damn. <laughs> Look, n- number one, the Lakers have been a shit show. There's no doubt about that. You know, I'm not going to hide that uh, facet of the Lakers. And I do think Kwai is doing a lot of due diligence. And as much as it seems like there's a lot of publicity or a lot of insiders coming out to say the Lakers chances are great I do think Kawhi is going th- going through a process of due diligence because of all the backstory of what the Lakers front office has been and kudos to the Clippers who have kept things very quiet because they're professionals <laughs> and yes and, and it is and there's a different and I will say this there's a difference also having been in the LA market being a Laker, Lakers fan for so many years the media covers the Lakers very differently than they cover most other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like kind of like the New York Knicks. How they cover the New York Knicks is very different. The The spotlight is very heavy because of the brand that was created around the Lakers, given how the Jerry Buss has created this aura around the Lakers, which has helped and cursed them at the same time, right? Has it, The way that's helped them is the brand, right? The brand is very large, which is why you feel like Laker fans are everywhere. And the brand does help attract certain type of players to the Lakers. You could argue it won't attract someone like Kawhi who doesn't yeah. care about the spotlight. So let's just first address that, okay? And I and I, so I agree with you. There's a lot of fake Laker fans. There's a lot of all this hoopla and the murals and stuff. Will it help? No, I, I don't believe any of that stuff will matter at the end of the day. It just gives some a lot of talking points to the Laker yeah. fans to feel like, hey, we're, we have all this glory still. And that's that's it, that has nothing to do with whether these free agents will sign. And the second thing is, this whole Kawhi situation, I do want to give these teams like the Raptors and Clippers a lot of a lot of credit. Because I do think for Kawhi, it's very important that none of this stuff leaks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are not giving the Clippers a lot, of, a lot of chance right now. But they are still in the running. If they weren't in the running, I think Kawhi would have told them by now. Because he he seems like a guy that would just tell you. I don't think he's trying to string these people along because at this point, all these teams are going to give him a max contract. There's no doubt about that. He doesn't need to keep one team around to leverage anything else. You know what I mean? He is just needs to take all the factors into account and make a decision. And you know what? I know all these fans are going crazy. We're being driven crazy. But he he's earned the right to make this decision. Whether he takes another two, three days, however long, he, he has the right to take all the time he wants. If he needs to vet all these teams out and see what's up, if there's leaks or there's things to, to figure out, then he should. That's just kind of my take so far about the situation. And I'm not one of those crazy fans, even though emotionally sometimes I get tied into it and I'm like, oh man, like just end my misery already, right? You, know, you, did, you, you, did, already. you did prove yourself the past few minutes as you kind of walk through your logic. You're a very logical Laker <laughs> fan, which is a rare, <laughs> which is a very rare that, breed. That's like... I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud it's to like point zero one percent of the Lakers <laughs> or less. <laughs> Even Magic is not logical, like like Jack. So it's, and he's like the he's the head of this whole Laker Laker kingdom, man. Too too Jeez. logical, Jack. Too logical. Maybe you too should logical, be a, maybe you should be a Clipper. Maybe fan. you should be Kawhi's agent or something like that, man. Kind of, Dude. You guys speak the same language. 
There we go. Man, if I was Kawhi's agent, he'd be a Laker already, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'd close it, dude. I'd close it. Just I can sign. talk to Uncle Dennis right now. <laughs> you have to remember that Kawhi is the kind of guy that would leave his teammate hanging on a dap at an NBA Finals game, man. This guy is a different kind of dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's, he's, hey, he's got his ritual, dude. He's got his ritual, decision. man. Kawhi is a robot. Yeah. What it do, baby? <laughs> totally. I mean, I, I, I got, I got. A, I'll, I'll take one point. Though. I, I do have a lot of respect for uh, him taking his time. Right. It, it's a big decision. Right. Imagine if any one of us trying to do something this big in in our careers. Right. It's a big one. And and yeah. by the way, with that kind of scrutiny, like people watching you, people talk about you twenty four seven. You know, it is it, it's got to be stressful, right? And 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 also, you know, it's not like he's taking a ton of time. Think about it. You know, you mentioned what, like three p.m. on six thirty, right, June thirtieth. Yeah, that was just a few days ago, right? It's not like it was a long time. It's just because of the pace of things working in, in today's media. This whole so media culture today just pushes everything out quickly, like real time, right? So, but if you just focus on the number of hours that have passed, it's not that many. So, um, but but that said, it it does have an impact. It does have a real impact of you know these 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 organizations trying to build a business. So so all those things are true, but um, you know. He earned the right. He earned the right to, to, to really at least oh, take a few I wanted to, to touch to upon something before we continue. And I want to talk about the Clippers for a second yeah. because the Clippers went into free agency with two max slots, mm-hmm. um, hoping ideally to acquire two max talents, one being Kawhi and the other being X player, right? Possibly KD, possibly Kyrie, or possibly Jimmy Butler, whoever was one of these top free agents that obviously now they're off the board. Yeah, high um, level, Leo, high level. Yes, there, there's some mechanics involved. They will have to offload, um, find a way, find a taker mm-hmm. for a, a, a Gallinari's contract, right? But but we, yeah, but yeah, but but high level is a yes. Yeah, so but it was a possibility to get yeah two max players it, potentially. Exactly, they would have had to waive and stretched Gallinari, which they would have easily done if that was something that was a possibility. But so far, they've re-signed Patrick Beverly. They made a trade for Mo Harkless. Um, they still have maintained that max cap space for Kawhi, so they're in the running. But I want to ask you, Leo, like, can you give us an update how you feel about the free agency for the Clippers so far? And I'll, and I'll go into the Lakers after you go with the Clippers. Yeah, no, I, I so I'm, I'm very proud of the way they, they conducted this whole thing. I think uh, the, the, the cap maneuvers are, are masterclass, right? If you think about not just what they have done over the past couple of weeks, but it, it's, all, it's all part of the scheme starting from last year right uh, uh you mentioned uh you know rodney magruder uh he mm-hmm. even he was picked up just to give you a sense of the sophistication of, of, of how they think about this whole picture they picked up his waiver late last season and the reason why they did that is so that they can have a they can have a player that they can potentially sign up on without burning through their, their cap space long story short because they have the bird mm-hmm. uh, you know the clippers by picking up his waiver end up having the bird rights um, mm-hmm. So any any kind of up contract that they give him, as long as it's within parameters, doesn't eat into this Kawaii, you know, situation. Which means mm-hmm. you're not your your, your space is not going to be held hostage in, in that regard, and you still have a path to upgrade your roster should you choose to. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that gives you a sense of the sophistication level. Um, it's right. A, it's a light years ahead move. That's what it is. Uh, the, the Lakers on the other no, hand, <laughs> 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 yeah, gave up all their picks. Right, right, what for the next ten years? Um, no, but hey man, uh, we got Anthony Davis, baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we got <laughs> Anthony Davis, you but know? you guys had to do some gymnastics to actually create more cap space and trading even more people. But but that's the that's the Lakers, that's the Lakers DNA in Jack, right? So he's, as mm-hmm, logical right. as he is, he, he's, he's got that 
yeah, he's got that gene, the Laker gene in him. Anyway. They re they react. They are not proactive. They assume that players were gonna sign up and they're just we're the Lakers, man. We're gonna find a way somehow. Right, but this is not about the Lakers. Since Jack asked me about the Clippers, uh, I'll keep going. You know, Pat yeah. Bev, well deserved. Great signing. Mm-hmm. I mean if you think if you if you compare just I know we're gonna talk about free agent free agency later, but like Contracts like you know Hornets signing Terry Rozier for uh, almost twenty million, three years, you know, eighteen million, or million 19, dollars. some some large amount a year. I, I think I think contracts like these make this whole Pat Bev signing seem like a no brainer, right? Uh, yeah. You know, three years, forty million, heart and soul of the team. Really, someone who is so you can't find anyone who's more consistent about the identity we're trying to build. He's that guy, right? And yeah. uh, and he's mm-hmm. our leader, and he's our fa- he's the face of the franchise. So. We, we are consistent about the story that we're offering to, you know, the rest of the NBA or our fans and any free agent that we, 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 we want to attract. Um, in, this, in this case, Kawhi, right? We are consistent about our brand. So he, and he, plus he's earned it, right? He never had a big contract mm-hmm. in, his, uh, in his life. This is his I, I heard I heard that Pat Bev actually left some money on the table just to go back to the Clippers. I heard perhaps Sacramento had... Yeah, he was, uh, uh, he was on the jump. And he was being interviewed by Rachel Nichols, and he actually straight up said that he turned down a three-year, $50 million contract mm-hmm. with the Sac- Sacramento Kings to return to the Clippers. And he, and he said in that same segment that he was on the jump, when they were like pushing him to recruit for Kawhi, that he said like the Clippers, you know, like you said, the opposite of the, the Lakers brand, you know, if you want to get down and dirty, um, yeah, come to the Clippers because uh, top to bottom, he feels like the Clipper organization, Clippers mm-hmm. organization is really well run. That's why he chose to turn down $10 million extra dollars to go back to the Clippers. I mean, those- yeah, this is a guy that's been around too, right? He's been in different organizations. So it's not like he's just always been a Clipper. He's, he's seen other orgs and how they've been run. So that's a testament to how the, the Clippers are running their org. Yeah, and that's we're, way we're, different from the old Donald Sterling days. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I, I know we talked a little Donald Sterling last time too, but uh, but yeah, no, totally. I think that's a huge. I mean, we're grateful mm-hmm. for him too. We're grateful for Pat Beth, um, not not Donald Sterling. Sorry, Pat Beth. To me, no brainer signing. Very consistent. Um, the, definitely mm-hmm. the right person. And um, you know, who knows if if this is someone you know that necessarily changed the whole Kawhi situation. But I think these moves and then there's the more heartless move which i thought was low risk and by the way we continue to stockpile talent um throughout mm-hmm. the process without impacting our cap situation to sign a max player again masterclass it, it gives us more pieces to um to, to play around um shoot another superstar comes along or a trade situation presents itself more heartless is an expiring contract but very respect respectable player um <laughs> this is kind of a personal story but i started actually watching him a little bit last season because i've had him on my fantasy team i was like I don't know how he plays. Let's watch him a little bit. He's a great defensive, you know, hard worker, hard nosed. Yeah, questionable three point shot, but he 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 makes a difference out there. He can be a, a starter material. So so it's it's the kind it's that kind of move that 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 that, that allows us to feel like you know we are we're going to keep building the roster that we think is going to be good for us and it's going to be good either way. Either either Kawhi joins us or not. These are these seems like the right moves. I, I'm proud of them for, mm-hmm. for making all those moves. Yeah, so, so I guess I'll, I'll throw that question back to you too, Jack. Like, how do you, how do you feel about uh, what the Lakers has done similarly, right? Because I, I, I feel like, you know, there, there's a lot of eggs in that basket right now and the, and the, and the pool's drying up a little bit because yeah. it's, it's, Kawhi takes his time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm concerned about it, but the plan was laid out long ago mm-hmm. and it's been being executed. You can give a lot of shit to the Lakers about how they have handled a lot of their front office stuff, but... When Magic and Rob stepped in, their whole point was to clear 
the past mistakes of the previous regime, mm-hmm. which they traded Mozgov and they traded a lot of these other, like the stretched Luol Deng's contract, and they got rid of some some of the draft picks like D'Angelo. You know, didn't fit the team culture at the time, and now they're in the position. Or last, like this past summer or this summer, they were in the position to trade for Anthony Davis because mm-hmm. they acquired all these assets, and they did. They pulled the trigger. You can argue whether they traded too much or or whatnot, but. That was the whole plan. They wanted to get another superstar. You can say, oh, you know what? The Lakers, they build the teams that way. You can knock it, but they've won championships. That's the truth of it. And this is their blueprint. They use their brand to attract these high-end players like LeBron James. LeBron James didn't go to the Clippers. I'm not trying to bag on the Clippers, and I agree with all the stuff that you said. Mm-hmm. But LeBron James chose to come to the Lakers because of their brand. And you can say, oh my gosh, like it's all these fans. It's because they built this brand over a span of many years. Mm-hmm. When you build a brand, you get the benefits of having built that brand. This is what the Lakers have. They yeah. have a strong brand amongst fans, and they're using it as leverage. So they, they acquired this, these two talents right now, right? LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And what? They're shooting for the stars because that's what they've always done. And whether they land it or not, that's just how they've done it for years. And if they prove to continue to do it, then kudos to them. If they don't, maybe they need to rethink things. Sure. Yeah. But we're at this point right now that we don't know if it's paying mm-hmm. off or not. Yeah. But we're soon to find out, Leo, if it will pay off. And nobody knows. Nobody knows what Kawhi is going to decide. If <laughs> you hear this or you hear that... It's all bullshit. Yep. I mean, it's been proven, dude. It's been proven that all these insiders like Jalen Rose or, you know, uh, Brian Windhorst, the, all these talking heads, they don't know mm-hmm. until he's going to say, hey, him and his team are going to announce through whatever platform. So it, it's interesting, I, I, though. It's interesting. Yeah. I have a question, though. So you guys obviously have thought about this whole situation thus far. And eggs in one basket actually kind of resonated with me. Um, just because given how long Kawhi has taken to make this decision, backup plans seem to have been drying up, you know, all of the other key free agents that, mm-hmm. you know, are, are, are talents in this deep free agent pool are slowly getting picked up. So what could happen in the event that, you know, Kawhi decides to re-up with, with Toronto? You know, what would the Lakers do? I mean, they already have a lot of talent right now. What would the Clippers do? I know they've been stockpiling talent, but, you know, it's not like all of these guys are just out in trees and you can pick them. Like, next year's free agency class is not going to be as deep. So what's going to happen? Are they just going to move forward with whatever they have and just see what else they can do via trades or whatnot? I'll answer that first. And I I, want to address that for these teams holding out for Kawhi, it's worth it. Whether you get him or not, it's worth it. He's literally that kind of talent. And if you were to jump off the ship right now, you're stupid because he can literally change your franchise. Mm-hmm. So whatever the contingency plan was before and you passed, like whatever, getting D'Angelo, that he's not, he's not gonna move the needle for you. Sure, he might get like the Clippers already made Ouch. the playoffs. Damn, dude. <laughs> the Clippers already made the playoffs. So if they got, let's say, let's just, I'm just using D'Angelo as um, an example, right? There's there were some other options out there, but yeah, yeah. let's say like the Clippers acquired D'Angelo Russell because they're like, you know what, we can't wait for Kawhi. He's not gonna move the needle. He's not gonna make you a championship contender. That's just the yeah. truth of it. I mean, if you have the pieces like the Warriors do already, then yeah, he adds to a championship team. But for these teams like the Clippers and mm-hmm. I mean, the Lakers have LeBron and AD. But look, we're talking about the difference between D'Angelo and Kawhi Leonard, right? You're going to wait. And and if you have to scramble to fill up your roster and figure out things two years from now or a year from now, then so be it, right? Leo, you want to answer what the contingency plan is possibly if, let's say, Kawhi goes back to Toronto and, and we'll get past the whole L.A. versus L.A. 
topic, Clippers versus Lakers. Let's say he goes back to Toronto and he gives Los Angeles the biggest blue USA balls ever. USA versus right? Canada. I'll tell you what, LA, all the Clippers fans and Lakers fans will be so pissed. <laughs> He'll leave us high and dry. Uh, what is the contingency plan for the Clippers? Yeah, yeah, no, no, we'll be friends again and everything, all that sort of good stuff. It will be fun. It'll be good times. Uh, no, but uh, but I think uh, I think for you know actually for us it's interesting because I would say, and you probably you might have heard you know one or two sports guys say it as well, but you know our our, our we our plan all along was wasn't really meant to be about this off season, right? When meaning when I say all along, meaning when 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 Jerry Wax Jerry West stepped in, um, when we started hiring our our front office, when we started started looking at that uh, CP and Blake situation a couple two you know two and a half years ago and started making moves uh you know it wasn't about this offseason specifically it, it has a longer term plan in mind right I think the, the organization gave, gave gave itself a timeline of um, 2021 being that being that uh, uh, offseason where we will we'll, we'll hit the home run um, so we're ahead of that schedule because of you know all the all the good things and all the right uh, all the good branding on, uh, and, and, and the good moves that we've made. Uh, and the success that we had last season too, right? I think um, changed some perceptions, and and it got us ahead of the curve. So, so from that standpoint, the, knowing just looking at the moves, the kind of moves and the kind of uh, 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 sophistication that the front office has presented, I I don't think this is a situation where you would make any um, panic moves, right? The contingency plan is not to hey go sign, I don't know, go get. Demarcus Cousins. Oh God, D-Lo. Demarcus Cousins. I was gonna talk about that D'Lo or like or like Jermichael Green or sign your own free agents. Just give them the money. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not about that. It's, it's it's actually about continuing to make sure you have the flexibility to pull a couple of big moves as you need. And I think that that's one of the biggest impact that I think Jerry West has made and, and this has, the kind of education that has given to our uh, to our uh, organization. It is a star driven league. You you the best you could do is. Make sure you're flexible enough, and make sure you continue to build good progress throughout, so that you can flip for those. You you can make you can be in that position to say, hey, you know, disgruntled star want to leave. Hey, you know, I'm there. We are there. We can make mm-hmm. this move for you, and it will be a good move, right? So, so I think um, we'll continue to to work towards that. Um, and I don't. I think next season we'll still be competitive. We, we we're running it back essentially, right? We're bringing all the same people. We lost Garrett Temple. Okay, mm-hmm. so. So that you know, that's okay. Um, we're bringing everyone back. The rookies are a year, a year. Um, the promising kind of young core is mm-hmm. got another year under his belt. Like I, I feel pretty good about this. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see like the different uh, uh, approaches, right? It's like baseball, right? That's the way I kind of see it. Mm-hmm. You got the Lakers who are just home run hitters. They're swinging at every pitch, trying to. <laughs> but get it out of the park they're like a slugger and they're just looking for every pitch and the clippers are you know they're selecting they're a little bit more selective in terms of what what home runs and what pitches they're going to swing at and you know if you got that middle fastball right you know 100 miles per hour heater you gotta you know you gotta take take a swing when it's there and that's Kawhi. and it's just you never know if you can swing and 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 hit it out of the ballpark but it's just kind of interesting to see how the different approaches are and We'll see what approach actually wins here. It's just yeah. interesting just because we're all focusing on California perspectives here. Mm-hmm. But Toronto very much is in play. I mean, the fact of the matter is he beat my Warriors and he yeah. got a ring this past season. And it's always very hard to not run it back after and he became, winning a chip. 
He literally became right. a god in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> he became a god. I mean, there were two million people that showed up at the freaking parade. It's yeah. hard to walk away from that, at least for the short term. So, like, you know, it, 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 it's it's it, it's really hard to walk away from that. And, you know, they're giving out, like, free meals forever for him. Like, freaking house, like, high-rise condos, living situations. <laughs> you got Drake flying him over all across the the board maybe doesn't matter to him and maybe that's you know maybe he just wants to go home and that may be the most important thing for him and that's why this whole story is very compelling because no one really knows what's going to happen he's completely different from kd kd's an enigma in him in himself where you just don't know where his head's at mm-hmm. he's a little bit more emotional rather than you know like logical or calculated than Kawhi is so it's just it's just interesting, and we'll see what happens. I was hoping that we could have some resolution already in a situation by this pod, but yeah, dude, like man, I was, I was talking time. to you guys earlier. We we're gonna record earlier, but you know, like you said, ball versus life, life kind of like happened for us all. And yeah. I was, I was, and I said in our chat, maybe by you know, let's record Wednesday night. By then, by then, Kawhi's gonna make his decision. But nope, we're nope. here recording. And we still don't know. And nope. to wrap that up, um, I can talk to Lakers contingency plan next time. It's. At this point, it's just more so whatever happens. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite no decision. contingency plan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, hey, you know what? Let's talk to contingency plan. Right? We're gonna sign Demarcus Cousins to twenty. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I think what's gonna happen Home is runs, the, the Lakers have a lot of money to spend. They want to contend, right? So yeah. I think likely what they'll do is they'll they'll trade for someone like Warren Dragic, Dragic for uh, his last year on his contract. He's making like yeah. nineteen millions to fill up the cap space uh, for a stopgap. And then be in play for next season, or like yeah. sign someone like Danny Green, who's still on the market. Sign like you know, trade for Goran Dragic, sign Danny Green, add some three point shooters, add a point guard. Look, there are options, but it's not ideal options. That's yeah, just yeah. how where everyone is right now. That's why um, Leo is saying, look, it's the long term game. It's not signing somebody right now if you don't get Kawhi Leonard uh, right away. So there's ways to be smart about that. And let's not forget. So, I, mean, I, I got I got to say the Lakers. You know, you, you still have two of the best five players in the, in the league. You have you mm-hmm. still have LeBron. You still have AD. You're still gonna be successful. It, it, it's already I think to to your point, Jack. Like that that is the approach. And regardless of the Kawhi situation, it's still you should still be considered success. Like you're still gonna be yeah. a, a favorite right next season. So so what's not to love as a Laker fan, right? Yeah, these guys are really yeah. They, 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 the the big bad bully is out. It's wide open, and now is the time to really capitalize. And I, you know, and yeah. it just makes sense for them to go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. Before we move forward, which we will. I rather have Kawhi go back to Toronto than join the Clippers. I'll, I'll say that much <laughs> because Screw you, buddy. it's simply it's simply put. I I don't hate the Clippers, but I don't want the West to be more stacked. That's just my reasoning. It's not so wow. much I don't want Leo to get Kawhi Leonard. It's just I don't want the West to get more stacked. I'd rather him go stay in Toronto, make the East deeper. You know, you know. It's I'm, funny. Sure, I'm sure Leo feels the same way. Point two five micron percent of the Laker <laughs> Laker fans, man. No one, no, no bandwagon laker fans gonna say that they want everybody they want magic johnson to run point for this <laughs> this team and kobe be the two guard and Kawhi run three lebron run four and ad run five that's what all the other laker fans want hey jason kiss on the but, roster right <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh no i you know i'm glad you mentioned it. i wasn't gonna say it but i feel the same i i I'd rather him go to the uh the raptors mm-hmm. if it has to be than than going to the lakers for you know um you know i'm, I'm not gonna cover all the reasons but but that's you know they're, they're kind of obvious. Wow. I would, I would that want that as well. And, and let, let's just hope, like knock on wood, let's just hope that means, you know, the, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be a situation where we, you know, LA gets the blue balls, right? 
<laughs> that would hey, that, you, that, let's hope it's not that. Let's just hope it's not you, that. You you know the Warriors have a void at the three at the small forward <laughs> position. You could use a three, so you know maybe D'Angelo for Kawhi Leonard. Breaking news. <laughs> All right, let's let's move forward, guys. I wasn't gonna spend that much time on this topic, but it's just that riveting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. let's move forward. I mean, so much stuff happened. The biggest news was Katie and Kyrie joining the uh, Nets. I mean, this has geez. overshadowed it, but that's huge, guys. That's huge. There's yeah. ramifications all over the NBA about this, yeah. even though Katie's out for a year, mostly for the Warriors. And the Warriors scrambled and they traded for D'Angelo. They salvaged something that was almost unsalvageable. You know, I know yeah. you were hoping, JC, that Katie would return. But look, let's be real. Yeah, What's played out is he was going to plan to leave no matter what. Like what you said in previous pods, when there's smoke, there's fire. And geez, there was hella smoke that was coming out back then. Hey, it, that, that was the first domino to fall. And it kind of actually started all this whole frenzy. Kind of unfortunate to see him leave, at least as from a Warrior fan perspective. Because it really just changed everything for us and we needed to have all of our contingency plans and to kind of make it work out so now he's in brooklyn he's not playing next year so the east is still kind of wide open and then you Mm -hmm. have Kyrie over there and then i guess the andre jordan former clipper is there too so all their best friends are playing over there in brooklyn we'll see what happens but next year i don't know if they're going to be in play for contention i mean how do you feel about d'angelo russell being a warriors a warrior i'll tell you this i wasn't expecting it there was just kind of chit chat out there in terms of what the warriors would do and you know it's not like we had a need at the one and the two but like what you said this organization kind of thinks a little bit differently and they're always kind of looking forward to see what they can do the warriors organization see what they can do to kind of gain more assets just gain more flexibility to potentially either try a different look on their roster or put them in a position to make other moves now in the future a couple of takes at least with this whole kd going to brooklyn deloading coming to the warriors uh deloading deloading i don't know man it's just it's still i'm still adjusting to that First off, the biggest thing that, at least for me, that resonated is we broke our team apart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All this Hamptons 5, you know, where we had Andre and KD be a part of that squad. It really made me sad, actually, because, you know, this was my squad. And as stacked as they were, a lot of these guys were key pieces that really just made the story for me for for this glorious run that we had. So in order for us to get D'Angelo deloading, we actually had to ship Andre out to Memphis, clear up some space so that we can offer him whatever he has and mm-hmm. get him on the roster. So that sucked. In many ways, that was even more painful to me than seeing KD leave. Because for the most part, KD was, he was, his foot was halfway out the door already. And this, whole, this whole speculation had been happening all year in terms of him possibly leaving. I never thought that Andre would go anywhere. I thought he'd be, he'd be with us for life. Mm-hmm. And it's a cold, cold world. And I know he has a good relationship with the front office, but it really sucks to see him go. He might end up with the Lakers if they don't get up Kawhi. I'll tell you that. Or Houston. Good. And uh, deloading, I don't know, man. I think we've been talking about it um, via chat. And I don't know, I'm not sold yet. He just doesn't seem to be the typical warrior player. And I, I know Leo was talking about how the Clippers have been kind of have the plan and they're very systematic about the pe- the the players that they're 
they're um they're they're picking up and a- acquiring and kind of building up their roster and kind of seemed like a panic move and it that kind of that kind of made me a little que- question what uh you know what our, our our front office is doing and and I shouldn't just because they've they have a track record of really mm-hmm. you know doing smart decisions setting them up for the future but deloading I mean he, he has a rep man he has a bad rep he's immature and all the bullshit that he had, he did with the Lakers so. I'm very circumspect and I'm very kind of hesitant to welcome him with open arms thus far. With that said, his talent is undeniable. I mean, just looking at him and Jack, I mean, you, you've seen him play on the Lakers. You probably can tell me about his game. He kind of gives me some James Harden vibes. Obviously he's not as physical as James Harden, but Mm -hmm. he kind of has like that finishing touch of James Harden. So I don't know, man. I'm still kind of processed this whole situation. Everything's been a blur since we lost Clay, KD, now Andre. But I do think always having talent on board is good. I mean, we still have Dre, we still have Clay, we still have Steph. Adding another All-Star caliber player is something you can't can't deny. He's he's you know he's a player, so who knows? It's wide open next year. I wouldn't put bet against Steph. Mm. Uh, and having you know, if we had D loading instead of KD, we probably would have finished off the Raptors this past. Oh, so, I'm just saying though. I'm just saying. I don't know if we would have gotten there with deloading, but I'm just saying, right? All right. I'll I'll give you. I'll, I'll let Leo chime in after this. I'll give you the good and the bad because D'Angelo Russell was obviously drafted drafted by the Lakers, so I've had a really close look at his game the last couple of years, and he has matured a lot with the Brooklyn Nets. But that's just been the past year. So the good is he's very talented. He has he's multifaceted. <laughs> he can shoot. He can pass. He has really good instincts on the court. You know, he runs pick and roll very well, which is something actually I think doesn't really fit the Warriors really well because the Warriors don't really run pick and roll that much. Um, Their offense isn't predicated on that. But if you look at the Nets, their offense is heavily predicated on D'Lo running a pick and roll. So we'll see how he adjusts to that. But he's multifaceted. He's very talented. If if he has his head on straight, which is, like I said, the bad side of uh, D'Angelo Russell deloading, um, then you have another story. But you know what? I, I told you this. I really do believe in the Warriors staff and the Warriors management. They've only proven to have a great track record. So I think at the very least, he's a stopgap. He's a stopgap because they saw that Steph Curry next year, if they don't get any help for him, he's going to be carrying a heavy load. And look, injuries happen when you carry a heavy load. So they're going to have D'Angelo Russell next to Steph Curry to share the ball with, not have him handle the ball the whole game, and then wait for Clay to come back. So it's not a perfect fit, but given what was playing out, KD leaving, they got something, a talent and asset, even though it's four years, $117 million. You can offload contracts in NBA these days. He's an all-star. So yeah, I want to get Leo some... Too. That's so yeah, he is 23 game. too. Yeah. So let's let's give Leo some time to kind of chime in on this. Yeah. we've been talking a lot. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'll I be quick. I, I want to piggyback on actually the the, the, the the last point that Jack made. I actually, actually like, I kind of like this move for the dubs. I think, look at it pretty simple, right? You have last year, who's scoring for you? Two mm-hmm. of those guys are gone. Like the, the two of your biggest scores are gone. Your supporting cast isn't, hasn't proven anything to be able to score at, to provide scoring at that, you know, at that level. And at the end of the day, this is a game about putting points up, right? So, so the risk is the risk profile is very high to have everything being loaded onto Steph, and I think uh, with you know with Clay out at least for the you know for 
for a good chunk of the season, um, having a stopgap, right? That, that's the word that Jack used. It's a, a, a an all-star level stopgap, by the way. It's, it's a good approach. Yeah. And this is somebody who, because of all the free agency frenzy, somebody who kind of shook out and realized, wait, there might not be a market for me. And it's kind of unclear. And, and that became a little bit of an opportunity for, uh, for, for, for the Warriors to be able to uh, snap and, uh, snatch him up uh, at, you know, for a player at that level. Um, someone who can give you 20-plus you know, points. Someone who can run the offense for you as well. You know, it's, uh, it, it's something. And then you know, see what happens when Clay comes back. If, if, if you know, deloading, <laughs> if Delo can, you know, <laughs> if, he, uh, if, he, if he proves himself to be a, a good fit, there's a place for him. And if not, there's actually still plenty of teams in the market, I think. You know, I know some teams made moves already, but um, I heard the Timberwolves want, wanted him. Oh, yeah. Right? Badly. And, and the Timberwolves have guys, actually, that would be, you know, I, I can see as good fits. Uh, after, you know, for the, you know, once Clay comes back, it would be a good fit for that Stephen Clay, um, mm-hmm. Draymond Green type roster, you know, as an example. So it gives you that kind of uh, uh, asset to be able to play around and, and uh, fortify your roster without going for, for a full rebuild. I've, I actually kind of like it. Just to chime in uh, with, with your, your comments, um, I know you guys kind of mentioned that this he could be potentially a piece for the future, you know, maybe a piece that they could move. I've heard whispers, maybe long term, light years ahead, mm-hmm. that you know he could be a piece that could be moved for some Greek freaks. I hear, or oh. potentially some uh, <laughs> some some centers in Philly. Mm. You know, maybe Steph is doing the same thing that LeBron was doing in terms of recruiting, but at least Team Steph last year had, uh, or Giannis played with Steph and Under Armour and uh, Embiid uh, is under the armor Under Armour brand with Steph, so. You're thinking global there. Yeah, you never know, man. You never know. But that's which will. You never know, for dude. Me. The NBA landscape these days, you honestly never know. Who would have yeah. thought KD would be a Brooklyn Net? It's not even him joining Kyrie. He's a Brooklyn Net. For the longest time, we were talking about the Knicks, but yeah. it didn't shake out that way. So it's it's a crazy world, dude. It's a crazy, all of these guys want world. to play with each other, dude. Yeah. That's a thing, and we've kind of seen that with LeBron already, and then mm-hmm. now at KD. So you never know. I guess getting him puts us in a position to be able to make some moves in the future. And I think whether or not he can help right now or in the future, I guess I can't be mad at that. But deloading, man, he just seems like a head case. And right now, short term, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lukewarm on, on that, man. He just doesn't fit the warrior way, but I'm, I'm curious to see if he can prove me wrong. Do, do you feel better though? Leo and I got together before the pod. We were like, let's let's give let's throw JC a bone. Let's just try to pump him up a little bit. We totally did. <laughs> you feel better, bro. We, we you just feel felt better. Bad. <laughs> hey man, I'm I'm crapping on these acquisitions myself. So I appreciate what you guys are trying to do, but like I'm you know, it's it's been rough. But we got rid of Jordan Bell and Quinn Cook is not there or our trash bench. Now yes. we got we got Willie Cauley Stein, Young Javale, mm. and then. Uh, <laughs> Great like signing, big dog junior. So I don't know, man. These aren't these aren't Kawhi. Um, we're not in the Kawhi equation. So hey, know, maybe maybe, maybe big dog junior is ultimately your link to the Greek freak, right? At some point, because that that whole big dog connection, you know, like hey, I, I, I like Glenn Robinson, the dad. Um, so I like the yeah, side exactly. too. As, you know, junior, cool. however, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah, you never know. Um, but but yeah, really quickly to your point, yet. Yeah, the net. I mean, I, I just want to mention you know, what a fascinating story, right? I think mm. uh, to to and, and and you know, I don't want to underscore how 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 big a, you know a move it is as well. But uh, 
you know, there's there are a lot of you know interesting parallels in into the Clippers situation in L.A. Right? If you think about the mm-hmm. Nets and the Knicks, them being a little brother in a big market, um, to watch them being what actually pulled off and 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 in a very real way, actually, I mean, thanks to a shitty owner in the, in New York as well, but yeah. in a very real way, be able to ch- fundamentally change the fan base uh, for years to come. It's it's fascinating. That that just fascinates me. It, it doesn't happen. Very often, I mean, as, as as good of a job the Clippers are doing, right? We're not at the end of the even with Kawhi, we're not going to be able to make this kind of impact. Um, and I, I just want to throw a quick plug there. I, I, I thought that that's monumental for for actually. That's the perfect it, transition for us. Yeah. Because since you mentioned Nets, let's talk about winners and losers of free agency. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to cover all the signings, obviously. Um, we're not going to go through like what who moved where. But um, Leo, you mentioned one of the winners, the Nets. Yeah. I mean, they Sean Marks has run that organization well. They've come from the bottom of the cellar. Now they're at the top. They were at the bottom of attendance. And I guarantee you this, they will not be at the bottom of attendance for years to come. Mm. And yeah, they've made amazing moves. I mean, you know what? I'll tell you this. Kyrie and Katie took less money for them to sign DJ. So they put their money where their mouth was, mouth is and they are trying to feel the winning team, even the player sacrifice. And that takes the GM talking to these guys to get them to agree to do these things. So kudos to the Nets. They're winners in free agency. Um, those I mean, are, those I, are good I, friends, by the way. Like, really, like, KD taking less and giving DJ $10 million a year for four years. Like, you know, he was, I love him. I love him to death, but he's just not worth it. But again, kudos to them for making it work mm-hmm. out. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Sean Marks, another uh, Cal Bear. So go Bears. Oh, go Bears. Nice. <laughs> I don't know, so, though. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I know everybody's saying that the Nets are winners, but it's just like KD has a busted Achilles. Mm-hmm. Kyrie has shown himself to be not the best leader. Leo's saying that DeAndre love him, but, you know, he's kind of on the downside of his career. So, I mean, they have a lot of big names, right? Mm-hmm. And they do see, on paper, they, they are winners, but we still got to play it out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just being salty about KD leaving, but... <laughs> I think you're saying, right? <laughs> I mean, by the time that KD returns, he's going to be a 32-year-old player coming out of an Achilles. And mm-hmm. if there's anybody that can transcend past this injury, it would be him. I wouldn't put put it against him. He's a baller, right? Mm-hmm. But he's on the wrong side of thir- the thir- his 30s, and that is a devastating injury. And they paid him, you know, four years. Uh, they gave him a redshirt year. And then Kyrie... I mean, love Kyrie, Uncle Drew, but experiment in Boston didn't work out. So, mm-hmm. you know, you never know. Those those are very good points. And like you said, this is all on paper right now. And we all know teams on paper don't always translate. So we'll see. But to me, the Nets are winners. I mean, I'll go through my list of winners and then you guys can and chime in. Uh, I also saw the Utah Jazz as winners in my book, the Pelicans as winners. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Jazz, they obviously traded for Mike Conley. Um, they also signed Bojan Bogdanovic, Ed Davis, Jeff Green, Moutier, shored up their bench, Ooh. and they're going to be contenders, man. They're going to be yeah. strong contenders in the West with the it's Warriors on the yeah under the radar moves, yeah, but those sure. are all solid players. Yeah, they're going to be yeah, scary, the- and and doing all this under fly, uh, flying under the radar, it's, it's it's very impressive for sure. Defensive Player of the Year, Donovan, yep. plus all those guys, jeez, scary. And let's talk about the Pelicans. Um, the Pelicans, they lost Anthony Davis, but look at what David Griffin has done with their team. They have tons of young talent, but beyond that, because they got a great haul from the Lakers, um, and they made some shrewd moves on... New Orleans Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, New Orleans Lakers. And also doing well in the draft. 
they signed some vets. They signed JJ Redick and got Derek Favors, mm. which is going to help them leaps and bounds to help balance the youth and the vets and also just add shooting to a team that probably will need shooting, right? They got Drew Holiday, obviously, still. So, yeah, that's that's a possible low-end playoff team. They're going to be contending with Sacramento and stuff like that for that last playoff spot. Can you imagine David Griffin only joined them two months ago? Like in yeah, that's crazy. Night, night and day, it's insane. Yeah, He's got a plan, man, and he... He executed on the plan. Yeah. Maybe Rob Palenka can learn from him a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, Rob Palenka is taking notes, all right? He's taking notes. Yeah, yeah, he better be. Rob Rob could learn from him just because Rob got to deal with LeBron. Griff has some experience with LeBron. That's actually a legit take. Yeah, yeah. Rob should give him a call. Leo, did you have any other winners in your book? Yeah, yeah, you know, those are all really good ones. I think a couple of kind of lower profile ones I was thinking about, like the the Heat, for example. Really, they, they were like ne- not mentioned at all because they were so stuck with bad contracts from, you know, past, yeah. speaking of past mistakes. Um, but being able to get, uh, you know, a, a star that they can build around and uh, be relevant again. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's good. Pacers, right? Again, you know, always root for these smart market mm-hmm. teams and then, doing the best they can but uh you know brogdon you know that's a good signing good pickup um and a couple other smaller moves too those are good uh and and you know i don't want to jinx this for for them but uh because i know we have friends who are kings fans but the kings the Mm. kings for ones actually made some logical moves i thought (laughs) logical Dwayne deadman (laughs) i thought they were gonna get al horford or capella Dwayne deadman for real it's but it's, it's, a, it's a good step up, right? I think it takes yeah, yeah you know yeah. As, as a as a team, you know, being a Clippers fan, I, I can I, it takes a while to change perception. Yeah, right? yeah, it, totally. Yeah. So. I, I'm just crapping on the Kings, but they actually made some <laughs> solid acquisitions. Yeah, totally. HV got paid though. HV got paid. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna get paid by somebody, I guess. So you know, but yeah. but yeah, that that but, but I thought that was those are good. And some players are player winners too. Like I think Tobias, you know, again, Clipper fan, mm. Tobias. So him getting a near basically a max contract, good for him. Him, wow, right? he got paid. Yeah, he got paid. Yeah, he got paid. Good for him. And 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 doesn't have to be. Still doesn't have to be the number one guy. Really, he's still playing with Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons, right? So, but be able to get the contract really good for him. I'm happy for him. He's getting paid like number one money, but he's the number three at that that team. So yeah, it's not a bad situation, right? Yeah. So yeah. So if there's a winner, there's got to be a loser. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk losers, man. And uh, first and foremost, it's got to be the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, let's be real. Talk like, about a team that's only shooting for home runs, but they're not a home run hitter like the Lakers. <laughs> at least, at least the Lakers missing. have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh, what do the Knicks got? You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to shit on Julius Randle. He's got an interesting skill set, but you know, um, it's a, it's a, it's a very steep drop to go from wanting these top stars uh, to Julius Randle and then signing Bobby Portis and you know filling up the bench with Reggie Bullock on pretty pretty substantial contracts. And these are all power forwards with the same skill set. So what kind of team building are they doing, right? Jack's so nice about it, man. The Knicks are trash. Man. <laughs> You're being super nice about the way that they... I mean, you my, know, damn. My biggest issue with them is actually... If you don't get some of these moves in a vacuum, it's actually not terrible. Because these are like all like yeah. really short contracts with a team option. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not terrible, right? Like Next year, they can yeah. make some of the team option stuff happen and free up some space. But... It just the is is how they operate, right? Is is Dolan coming out and telling people, "Hey, we're gonna be great. 
we're gonna sign these great players and uh and, and why do it so early like why you know the team who hasn't been successful for like since i don't know patrick ewing right why why come why rush to to that conclusion and uh, really setting expectations so high where you, you really can't win anymore right you it, i think anything below kd and Kyrie. Uh, signing it, 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 it is is a loss for them, right? So, and and I think I, I, that's the biggest issue I have with them. I, I have friends who are diehard fans, you know, born there, born and raised, and I just feel bad for them. They're just in misery all the time, then, right? Yeah, <laughs> Those friends got to be in misery yeah. all the time. I mean, everybody crapped on the Warriors for being arrogant, but the Lakers and the Knicks, the way they do business, is very arrogant in many ways, totally. just because their brands are so strong. And mm. it's just it's just kind of funny how you know how when you actually you know play and don't have the record you can't really be hated on that much but yeah it's questionable they really got to clean things up on on their I mean next next loser for me let's let's talk about the hornets MJ I don't know man I don't know I mean <laughs> Kemba Walker obviously signed with the Celtics and you know you could say the Celtics might be losers but let's just focus on the Hornets if you knew you were going to pay you weren't going to pay Kemba why didn't you trade him <laughs> because Kemba wasn't going to stay unless you gave him money why would he stay <laughs> It's not like they're winning. He's going to stay only for the money. And you sign not to pay him. You just let him walk. It's a terrible move in my book. And they signed Terry Rozier. Three years, $58 million. And don't get me wrong. Like, Scary Terry had a great playoff um, that year that Kyrie went out. But that's a very small sample size. And he's mm-hmm. an undersized guard. And you're moving from Kemba Walker to Terry Rozier, who's also undersized guard. It's like, I don't know what you're doing with that franchise, man. Yeah, nothing else to add. I, I agree with Everything you just said. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where. Say there. I don't know where. Yeah, I don't know where they're gonna go. To be honest, I feel bad, uh, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised that when you say one thing, actually, it stuck with me was when you say the Nets have the lowest attendance. Like really, even 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 lower than the, than the Hornets. Like you know, they're yeah, they're mess. Like that was actually the first team that came to mind. I thought they might have the lowest mm-hmm. attendance, but but anyway, it just doesn't matter. No wonder yeah, the no wonder LeBron's East Coast teams were dominating East Coast before. They have the Wizards and the freaking Hornets and all of these trash ass teams just being doormats for all these years. Yeah, and let's let's end this with uh, my final loser. It's going to be whoever loses on the Kawhi sweepstakes. And I know we talked about this, Leo, that the Clippers, you know, they still want to maintain flexibility. But for every single team waiting for Kawhi, it's mm-hmm. a loss if they don't sign Kawhi Leonard. That's just the truth of the matter. Even though the Lakers still have AD and LeBron, I'll just put it that way, that losing on Kawhi is still a huge blow because um, we talked about it. They are waiting for Kawhi's decision. They passed up on a lot of other options that they could have gone with if they knew right away if Kawhi wasn't going to seriously consider them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's worth it or not waiting, it, if they lose out on it, it's a big loss. And for the Raptors, they're going to go from contenders to fringe, fringe playoff mm-hmm. team. I don't think, I don't, Siakam's improving, but I don't think he can carry a team yet. And Kyle Lowry, he's, he's well chronicled to not necessarily step up in certain big moments yeah so yeah like that's the final loser for me i i agree with you i think uh i i, I know i mentioned the the clippers longer term plans and you know no don't hit the panic button at the but at the end of the day you know there is a these windows of uh you know the league being wide open don't get opened up very often right i think uh you know not to i, I hate to remind jc of the the, the worst <laughs> situation but you know you've yeah, been dominant you've been dominant for for years and uh for yeah, teams like yeah. us we have been, you know, really waiting for this opportunity to to, 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 to break the league wide open and have a chance. So, um, so you're right. And if you know, Jack, and that's in, in that sense, whoever can, you know, if, if the Clippers can't get Kawhi, 
Yeah, we were long long term plans are still intact, but um, we mm-hmm. we're gonna miss out on this window, and you know, so from a very short term standpoint, it is it is it is a loser type situation. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think we can close out on that pretty much. I mean, we're still waiting the quiet decision, and you know what, Leo, we're gonna bring you back once the quiet decision plays out. So uh, <laughs> the, the reaction, I, 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 it, it, really happy. It reminds me. Of, it reminds me of that uh, that that the whole word that my last two pods when I joined there was the reaction there was the pod. Leading up to the series with, with JC, and then there's the reaction pod. Remember that? So this, <laughs> I hope it's a good reaction from me. You don't want to see a good reaction from me, right? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't want to see a good reaction from you. <laughs> at, at the rate Kawhi's going, man, you, you'll have a couple of months before we were going to have you back for the reaction pod. Kawhi's probably going to take the whole offseason to decide. Man. He's going to run for president of Canada and then not play for any of these teams. Whatever, but um, yeah, no, totally. Who knows what's gonna happen? But but that's the fun part, right? So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, this has been a really entertaining episode, to say the least. Uh, it's uh, we've only scratched the surface on mm. just how NBA free agency free agency has played out. We, we still have way more analysis to do with the Warriors, with the Lakers, with the Clippers, with all these things not necessarily um being completely settled yet. And I'm excited to bring Leo back on. I mean, hopefully next week, buddy. Um, I mean, I know we joked that Kawhi still might take a month, but no, I'm pretty sure he's gonna he's gonna decide within the next week or two. <laughs> he's not gonna drag out this forever. So, hey, uh, I was gonna say best of luck, Leo, but I definitely don't want to say that to you. <laughs> you know what? May the best team win the Kawhi sweepstakes. Let's just put it that way. I did a let's do it. Let's do this. Let's uh let's see let's see each other in a week. Let's see what happens. You know what? I'm gonna say this. Uh, what if uh, the, the the Warriors pull off some some crazy D-Lo for Kawhi Leonard trade? Yeah, like and some then... seven team deal or whatever. Where they can do that. Light years ahead, bro. Light, Light years, years ahead. ahead. Light years ahead. Then, then I might need to move out of the Bay Area, man. If that happens. <laughs> oh my God! The we... fans will be insufferable, Leo. <laughs> yeah, we have a void at the three. I'll, that's all I'm saying, man. Hey Leo, what's worse if Kawhi goes to the Warriors or the the Lakers? I think I'll shoot myself either way. <laughs> All right, uh, I want to thank Leo again for coming on. Um, Thanks, you know, Leo. Your insights are always great, and you are a resident Clippers fan, and you are a diehard fan, and through and through. As much as it's LA versus LA, like you're a good buddy, and you know what? I wish the best. For you as a person, but not as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no love lost, man. I let, let, yeah, made, made the best team win. Let's let's let's, let's get it. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Follow us on Ball versus Life official uh, on IG and shoot us an email, Ball versus Life at gmail.com. Give us a rating and subscribe, please. Um, catch you guys later. Later. Bye.